We had people who were small businesses, had never been on TV, TV before, were really nervous about doing it. But it's really something that everybody can do. We make you feel really comfortable. Our anchors really, really work with you, just make you feel at home. So if you're a small business and you're scared of doing it, don't be because any small business I had who came on the show and were nervous about it were like, when are we going to do this again? I loved it. I can't wait to be on TV again. Welcome to episode 28 of the Become a Media Maven podcast. Today, it is all about TV. And when it comes to earning publicity, there's just something about TV. It holds the most credibility. It holds the most authority. And I think it's because earning TV coverage is the hardest to earn because you only have so many TV stations in your market. There's a limited amount of people. They have a strict schedule. It's hard to contact producers. And if you get TV, it's only for a certain amount of time. It's not like an online outlet where you can post and post and post. But if the show's an hour, the show's an hour. They can't go beyond an hour. And obviously, TV is my favorite. I was a TV reporter and anchor for 10 years, as you probably know by now, if you listen to the podcast and you follow me online. And I'm super excited because... I was going to fly solo on this episode, but at the last minute, I was like, nope, I'm going to bring my friend Tracy on. And Tracy is somebody that I worked very closely with for a couple of years while she was a TV producer at WPTV, which is the NBC station in the market here in West Palm Beach. It is the number one station, blows all of the other ones out of the water, and She is going to take you behind the scenes of her day. She's going to talk about her inbox, what was in her inbox, what works and what doesn't work. And she's also going to talk about why you should be getting on TV and how easy it is for you to get on TV. The biggest objection I get from people is, oh, I'm not ready. My brand's not big enough. I don't make enough money. I'm not well-known enough. None of that matters. And if you have not believed me saying it to you over and over again, then hopefully you will believe Tracy. And I wanted to bring her on because I am creating something for people who have been asking me for this. I get lots and lots of questions about TV specifically. I think it's partly because of my background, and I think it's partly because, again, that's the medium that everybody wants. So I said, well, why don't I create something that is super specific to TV? Today, if you are listening to this live on Tuesday, when this episode comes out on Tuesday, March 5th, I am releasing pre-sale into an online course called TV in Five Days. And let me tell you why it's called TV in Five Days. Two reasons. One, it's gonna be five modules. It's gonna be short, sweet, and to the point. One module a day. So that's five days, five modules. You can go through this entire course in five days. That's one reason. The other reason is because you can actually earn TV in five days. I had a media mentoring client who pitched a local TV station on Monday And Wednesday morning, she was live on TV. That's less than two full days. So that's TV in two days, really. But I'm going to teach you how you can do it in five days. Five days to go through the course, five days to potentially land a TV segment. And Tracy is going to help me walk you through how to do that. But again, TV in five days is not created yet. I am actually hoping to create it with you. For the people who are the founding members, I'm going to tell you, okay, 
this is the curriculum, this is what I have planned, but before I put it together, what are your thoughts? When you see these topics, what are your questions? What are your concerns? Tell me so I can include it in the training. So if you are a founding member of TV in five days, you are creating it with me and it's almost like an online course that is tailored specifically for you. And because of this, I want to give these people who are opting in to TV in five days, $100 off. So it's going to be $397. But if you are a founding member, I'm giving you $100 off. It will only be $297. Only $297. If I told you what people pay for three minutes of local TV, you would be like sprinting to your computer to get this. It's insane. But I'm only going to have 50 coupons. So if you go to tvin5days.com and you at checkout use the coupon FOUNDING, all capital letters, F-O-U-N-D-I-N-G, FOUNDING, I will take off $100 of that pay in full price. So you won't pay $397. You will pay $297 and you will help me create TV in five days. Now, to let you know why you need this and let you know a little bit more of what it's like in the local TV space, here is my friend, Tracy. Ever wonder how some people seem to get all the media coverage, but you don't? Go behind the scenes with a TV reporter, national on-air host, a news contributor who has interviewed celebrities, took you inside the Versace mansion, and even stood on a chair to interview basketball legend Alonzo Mourning. Get ready, because Become a Media Maven is the podcast where Christina Nicholson is sharing secrets from her years in front of the camera, in the editing booth, and now behind the podcast mic. Tracy, thanks for coming on the Become a Media Maven podcast. Thank you for having me. Have you ever been on a podcast before? No, I haven't. This is the first time. I'm pretty excited and kind of (laughs) nervous. But you like ran TV for so long. This is nothing. I did, but I was behind the scenes and I never had to go on air or really talk to anybody. I was just, I was everything behind it. Never had to go in front of the camera or talk to people. Well, that's perfect because we're going to talk about everything behind the scenes. Can you tell people, first tell people what you did at um, the local NBC station down here in the West Palm Beach market. Tell everybody what you did and what like a normal day was like for you. Yeah. So I was, I started out as a morning producer and then I moved to the midday show at WPTV, the 11 a.m. We had an hour long show. Um, It was a lot different than the morning show. It was kind of more of a lifestyle type of show. And what I did was I chose the stories for the newscast. I put them in order. I wrote the stories. I chose the video. I didn't edit the video, but I chose it. I made sure everything went smoothly on air. I timed the show, kind of got our anchors all in the right spots at the right times. And I also was our segment producer, so I booked and I wrote the segments for the 11 a.m. show. So my average day kind of started off with me story hunting, figuring out the big news of the day and what was happening from the night before, 
what was going to be happening that day because we were a midday show. So people were kind of already looking forward to the day ahead. And then uh, again, I would write everything and make sure it went on air. And the last part of my day was segment booking and segment writing. So I ended with that. Um, and yeah, that, that was kind of my daily routine at the station. And when it comes to like the segment booking and writing, that's kind of like, okay, so we already did the news of the day or the news from yesterday. So now I have an hour show. I need to fill time. And that's when you do, I guess, the more fun lifestyle, less breaking news type of stuff, right? Yeah. Um, we had, again, it was an hour long show and most of the newscasts at channel five were half hour long shows. And we had a lot of time to fill Actually it was over an hour. So our audience was a lot lighter than the morning shows and the nighttime shows. So again, yeah, it was lifestyle kind of lighthearted stories, whether it was an animal shelter coming in or a charity event that weekend or something like that. Those were the kind of segments we looked to book three to four minutes. And sometimes we would have one segment. Sometimes we would have three in a show. It just depended on the day, really. Okay. And then tell me, like, this is what people want to know. Like, how do we get in those segments? And that's what I help teach people. So I want to break down how people can actually become part of the segments. And I want you to like bust a myth right away because what I hear from people, the number one objection people give me is, oh, well, I'm not ready to be on TV. I'm not a big brand and I'm not well known. And and I just don't have the the business, you know, the business knowledge or the the business exposure or authority to be there. So tell me about the kind of guests that you would book. Like it really doesn't matter how big of a brand they are, right? Right. No, I mean, you can be, we booked the smallest of small organizations who are just trying to get some sort of advertisement, some sort of recognition um, and build their brand. And we also had big names. Like we sometimes had some people from the Today Show come on. We, it, it really doesn't matter as long as you have a good story or a good pitch uh, for the news. And you think it's something that will have some sort of viewer benefit, then we would book you. We didn't have any qualifications of how many followers on Instagram you had, how much money you made in revenue. There's really no limit on who can be on a show. Um, and we just really looked for people who were going to bring some sort of community educational benefit, And we had people who were small businesses, had never been on TV, TV before, were really nervous about doing it. But it's really something that everybody can do. We make you feel really comfortable. Our anchors really, really work with you, just make you feel at home. So if you're a small business and you're scared of doing it, don't be because any small business I had who came on the show and were nervous about it were like, when are we going to do this again? I loved it. I can't wait to be on TV again. And why should people do it? Like, obviously, they they do it once. I mean, the most obvious answer is you're getting in front of tens of thousands of people and you're not spending any money on advertising. But can you build on that? Like, what do people say? What do these guests say when they're getting this free publicity? Yeah, again, like you mentioned, it's it's free advertising. That's like the big draw of it. But when you're on our station, you obviously are building your brand. I mean, you're in front of thousands of people. It's just a way to build your brand in the community. 
and get people to know your name. And it really gives you good experience to go out and do other sort of advertising or PR or, I mean, TV is the number one thing people want to do. So once you do that, you're more comfortable in pitching yourself to other types of advertising, not just TV. Okay. Now let's talk about your inbox. Oh, geez. <laughs> you said oh, before the we inbox. started recording, <laughs> you said that was the worst part of my job. I hated it. So please elaborate. Oh, my goodness. So I love I loved helping people. It was like such a great feeling to get people on air and have these small companies, you know, get their brand out. But oh, my goodness, I would come in every day and I would have at least 30 to 40 pitches of people pitching me stories every single day. And I would have to go through them. And I wouldn't say it was the worst part of my day, but it was, it was rough because I would have really great pitches, people who had awesome things to pitch. And then I'd have people who just want the free advertising and are making no effort whatsoever to, try and give me an angle that'll be good for the news or they really just want to get their product on there. And those, those are the worst. Well, and then I would, you know, I would kind of, you know, kindly respond and say, Hey, it's just, this just isn't a fit. You know, we have a certain demographic, we have certain viewers, this just doesn't fit of what we want to do. And like, there's some people that, Hey, we want to come on and show you how great our summer food specials are. Well, I mean, realistically, that's just free advertising. We're not getting anything out of it. And it's just kind of like a commercial for you. So I would kind of respond and say, it's just not the right fit. And then they would come back and respond with all these different, they would try to pitch it in a non-sales sales way, but it's totally just kind of like BS. I know, <laughs> I know what you're doing here. It's That's just really nice right. that you would even respond. Honestly, yeah, because you're so busy yeah. doing other things. Like the fact that you would even respond is impressive because most people don't. I know. And well, there there were some that I, that I, some of these people can get kind of, kind of a little a snappy here, uh, you know. Yeah, and, they think they're entitled to the coverage oh, for some. Right. And I'm like, I'm like, we're putting you on air for free and you are going to respond to me telling me that I'm wrong. So that's when I would kind of stop responding, but if the person was really nice and, and if they have never pitched something, they might just not know how to pitch it in the right way. So I would respond and try to work with them and say, Hey, maybe we could spin it this way to make it seem like a better fit for our show. Mm -hmm. I, but there were some people who were like, okay, can we just, you need to stop. <laughs> this, this just, <laughs> this isn't going to be a good fit. Please stop emailing me. And then the, the part of don't do this, do not go above someone else's head to their boss and try to email them the pitch as well. That was the worst part. They would go and email my bosses and I'm like, yep, I already told them, I already kindly told them no. And now they're just being crazy. Now who's doing this? Are these publicists and business owners or is it one or the other? It's both. I mean, mostly, to be honest, a lot of times it was publicists who... I know! They're so it, annoying. And well, I, it's crazy yeah. that I say that because I'm kind of in this business now. But I remember when I was a reporter, I hated publicists because they were like, 
they felt entitled. Like you're the media, you give my client coverage. Like, uh, it doesn't work like that. Exactly. They were the worst ones. And they were the ones that were kind of like had the attitude, like I get you're getting paid, you know, thousands, what, however much money you're getting paid, but this just isn't a right fit. And their job is to figure out somewhere that is a right fit. And this just isn't it. And they would just keep emailing and emailing and call. And then they call me like three times on my personal cell phone. I'm not sure how they got it, but they would do that. Yeah. So it's just all about finding a way to frame it in, in a way that's going to, someone's going to want to watch it on TV. That's not a commercial. We're not, we're not just a free commercial. You got to pay for that stuff. People to have a free commercial, to have a commercial on TV. I feel so bad for some of those clients of those publicists because they want TV, but they don't know how incompetent the PR agency they're hiring is. And it's so obvious. I mean, it was so obvious to me when I was in news and I mean, as you just said, it's so obvious when somebody has actually worked in the media before because of the way they're pitching. They know what you want. They know what they need, what you need, and then they'll give it to you on a silver platter. And clearly, mm-hmm. some of these people had no idea what was going on. So tell me what kind of pitches you do like besides everyone that I ever sent you. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> no. <laughs> but Christina, tell me what makes yeah. a good pitch. Um, I would say a good pitch to me was – somebody who really actually thought about this pitch and not just sent some random template email to a bunch of different companies or media, but they actually, you know, gave me a little background of their, and whether it was an event, whether it was a product or a restaurant, they gave me some background. They, um, told me what they're, what they wanted to do on TV, how they wanted to frame this segment and how they wanted to appeal to our viewers. Like they did research on our shows, knowing what kind of segment they would want. The 11 a.m., a lot of our viewers were stay-at-home moms. They were a lot of just an older, um, older viewers. So they did research. They said why this would appeal to our viewers, why people would want to see this. What's the community benefit? Is there an educational benefit? Those were the ones where they were really well thought out pitches and they weren't just, hey, put me on TV. This is what we do. Yeah, love that. And then what should people do after they earn the segment? Because something that bothers me, and it's, I think, the most common mistake that people make, besides being overly promotional in their pitches, is they land this TV segment, and then they don't tell anybody about it, and they do nothing with it. And it's like, oh, everybody saw it on TV. I'm done. So what should people do while they're there in the studio, while they're on air and after? I used to love when I would book a great segment, they would do promotion on their social media. They would do yeah, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Um, they would really try to get people to watch, which is what we want too. And then during the segment, you know, we had a lot of people who would come in and do Facebook lives in the green room or Instagram lives, showing people that they're at the station, that they're previewing, they're gonna be on TV. Like Christina used to do it all the time. You used to have really great Facebook lives. And that gets people, A, not only to watch your segment, to also come and watch our show, which is great for us. We love that. Yeah, and then I think after, it's fun for people to see, like, the behind the scenes, like what you don't see on TV, too. 
Well, yeah, people like people think TV is this magical world of behind the scenes awesomeness. And people truly like when I would tell people I was a TV producer, like, oh, my gosh, what do you do? Tell me, like, show me what you do. This is so cool. People want to see that if you're if you tell people you're going to be on TV and do all that, you're going to get views. You're going to get people to your social media. It's cool. People want to see it. Yeah. Okay. You have been like a wealth of information. I love everything you have shared. Any final thoughts on what people should be doing and why they should be doing it? I mean, besides the obvious reason, like it's getting in front of potentially your ideal customer or client without spending any money. And then why you think, I mean, we've worked together dozens and dozens of times. Like, I feel like it was like years, like (laughs) <laughs> like once a month for a couple of years, I would come on WPTV with a segment. So why do you think, tell everybody, like, give me some props here, Tracy, on my podcast. Why do you think people should learn this from me? Well, A, Christina is like, she knows, she knows the ins and outs of TV. She's like the best guest ever. But if you're going to be on TV, like the, the top things you need to realize and you're pitching You need to have a well thought out pitch. You need to really do your research. You need to be excited to be on TV. Honestly, let me tell you a side story. The worst thing I ever had when I would book a segment, they, their PR firm would be like, oh, they're so excited. These people are great on TV. They're gonna like, they're gonna, you know, blow it out of the park. And then they come and they're just like, oh, hello, hi, they're not excited about it. They have no excitement to their voice. They're just kind of blah on air. So if you're going to be on TV, act like you want to be there. This is totally free advertisement, building your brand, getting exposure. People are going to come to your restaurant, come and buy your product. So just act excited and act like you want to be there and do everything you can to get people to watch. Because... Or just go watch one of Christina's segments. She'll show you how it's done. Yeah. Hey, Tracy. Thanks for mm-hmm. that. No, I know what you mean. Like people, I don't know if people act like, like so oh. monotone and oh bored. I don't know if they do that because they're nervous and it's just like the, the camera turns on and they go to them and they get nervous or if they really just have a worthless publicist who didn't media train them or what the deal is. But I always tell people like you need to take a shot of espresso before you go on and you need to like amp it up a little bit the same way, the same reason we wear like extra, extra makeup and we do our hair extra big things translate differently on TV. So you've got to like step it up a notch. And I think that there's really something to say about the disconnect between some publicists and their clients, because I'd have publicists pitch me, they're going to bring this, they're going to cook all this awesome stuff, we're going to bring all these people from this event, we're really going to show, and then they'd come and they'd have like one dish on a table, and I don't know if there was, I think publicists a lot of the times don't communicate with their client as well as they should, and I know you do, I mean, you're like, any client you brought in was like, you did everything you say, you were going to do that more, but that's a really, that's a problem I ran into a lot, is just them saying they're going to do a lot of stuff and then not delivering on it. And it's not, it's not always the client's fault. They just weren't told they were supposed to do these things. I also think too, it's, it could be the publicist not understanding how TV works because a lot of these people, they've never been, 
which is apparent in some of these pitches, they've never been in a newsroom. They've never worked in a newsroom. They don't know how the industry works. And yeah. it, it shows on air. And then you're not going to invite those people back because, I mean, I, I come in once a month. So I'm like a repeat guest. If I suck the first time, I'm not going to be coming in anymore. So like uh, yes. you have to nail the segment so you get invited back or when you pitch again, they know you're going to give them everything on a silver platter so you can keep that segment going. Yeah. And I definitely had plenty of those people who I was like, yes, you were awesome. I want you back. And then the poor, some of the poor clients like would email me and be like, Hey, can we come back? Well, it just, no, yeah. (laughs) Like, no, it may not be your fault, but no. And that was kind of the worst part of my job also too, as a producer is like, other than me writing the whole entire show, producing it, making sure everything goes smooth. I'm almost kind of like babysitting some of these guests and like I'm the one that's taking them through the segment and telling them what they're supposed to do. And the worst thing, if you have a publicist, please show up to the segment. Please show up with your client. Don't just leave your client not knowing what they're supposed to be doing alone. It's the worst thing that you can do. Just saying. That makes <laughs> sense. Lot. That makes sense. So I think um, everybody listening, the next time you watch morning TV or you watch an afternoon show like an 11 a.m. or a 12 um, p.m. a noon show, um, I hope you watch it with like everything Tracy said in mind. Like you're going to watch it probably a little differently now because you know a little bit of the behind the scenes look at what goes into making it. Um, Thank you so much, Tracy. This has been awesome. You're welcome. I hope I could give some insight on it. And I wasn't too harsh. Please don't (laughs) take anything I said. I think the fact that you respond to emails, like makes you one of the nicest producers ever. Yes, people. Not all producers are that nice. You won't even get, you you won't get emails back (laughs) three quarters of the time. (laughs) So no, not at all. Thank you, Tracy. You're welcome. Thank you so much, Tracy, for coming on. I didn't want to run my mouth this whole episode about the importance of local TV and how to get on local TV. So thank you for sharing your insight as a producer. I obviously have my insight as an anchor and reporter. So your insight as a producer is super valuable. Again, if this is something that you're interested in and if you are looking to build your business and build your brand, it should be especially since I'm giving you $100 off with that coupon code founding at tvin5days.com. So let me tell you a little bit about what I'm going to put inside with your help. Day one, it's going to be all about finding the story. You heard Tracy say, like, this is the biggest thing. If you are promoting yourself, it's not going to work. You have to have a good story. So day one, we're going to find that story. We're going to make it newsworthy. We're going to make it timely, all of the things. Day two is finding your Tracy, finding the right person to contact. She mentioned people were calling her on her cell phone and she said, I have no idea how they found me. First of all, I'm not going to advise you to call a producer on their cell phone. That's not going to help you. But people like Tracy are hard to find. Um, Obviously, you can use Google, you can use Twitter, you can call the TV station. We're going to break down how you can find the right person on day two. And then day three is actually pitching the story. What is somebody like Tracy going to read? Let me tell you, it's not going to be a press release. You heard Tracy going through all of her emails. The last thing she wants is to read a long, boring press release. She wants a short and sweet pitch that is to the point. We're going to talk about how to write those, and I am going to share... I will go through all of my emails that I have sent to Tracy that have led to coverage. 
and I am going to show you how to craft a pitch that a producer for local TV wants to see. So I'm not going to be sharing templates. I'm going to be sharing exact pitches that I have sent and exact pitches that other clients of mine who have worked with me in my mentoring program have sent that have led to coverage. And then day four is nailing the segment. Like let's hand Tracy or your Tracy at your TV station everything she needs on a silver platter. We don't want to go there and bomb and never be invited back and be one of those people that emails and says, hey, I'm ready for more. And she was like, uh, no, we're going to nail the segment. And while we're nailing the segment, we are going to be thinking about day five, which is turning that publicity into profit. So we talked a little bit about sharing on social media, telling everybody it's happening, getting everybody to watch. But there's so much more than that just in the moment. You can actually be seeing ROI from a local TV spot that you did a year or two ago. And we're going to talk about how you can do PR on your PR to turn that publicity into profit. I have worked with tons of small business owners, people who have given me the excuse that you heard Tracy and I talk about saying, we're not ready. We're not a big enough brand. I'm nervous. If you turn down the opportunity to land recurring local TV segments, I would question your drive and your motivation to be in business and to be a successful business owner. This is the quickest way to get in front of the most amount of people and you're not spending a dime on advertising. Honestly, right now, you're only spending $297. Use that code FOUNDING at tvin5days.com to get in on this. And if you're not listening to this live, if you are not listening to this on Tuesday, March 5th, maybe you're listening to it on Wednesday the 6th or Thursday the 7th, there could be some, some more coupon codes floating around. So don't think you're you're out here. Head to TV in five days and see what's available. You can use that code founding at checkout. See if you can still take advantage of that price drop. And if you're listening to this, maybe you found the Become a Media Maven podcast months after this. TV in five days will still exist. So please check it out at tvin5days.com. I share all kinds of success stories that you'll see there on the website, tvin5days.com. I share Crystal's story. She landed a TV segment. She was the one that I just mentioned, pitched on a Monday, was there Wednesday morning with the TV segment. Days after that, she's a regular contributor to Scary Mommy. She has brand deals because people saw her on TV. So now they're looking at her as a local influencer. She has that personal brand recognition now. And I just had a call with her a few weeks ago and she told me she's actually turning down local TV gigs because now people keep calling her. And she's like, oh, I'm out of town. I can't do it. It's like she's at the point now where she's not pitching TV. TV is pitching her. And it's happening so much that she's turning down deals. Um, Me personally, I can tell you one of the segments that I did with Tracy, it was a roundup segment. I believe it was, you know, things that you need to head back to school or something like that. I did this over a year ago. And I had one brand on and that brand's competitor saw the segment because they were tracking where their competitors were in the media. And that competitor called me and said, hey, you just put my competitor on TV. How do I get on TV? And that person, that company has been a client for over a year, bringing in tens of thousands of dollars of revenue into my public relations agency. This is a huge brand builder. People want to work with you because you're on TV. So for the people who 
tell me I'm not ready yet. I'm not a big enough brand. Well, let me tell you something. When you're on TV, people perceive you as a big enough brand. If you think you're not making enough money, you're not making enough money to be on TV. Well, after you're on TV, people will call you and they will email you and they will want to do business with you. That's how you make money. So the excuse of people not being ready, I combat that and I say, you're not ready because you're not doing TV. You're not successful because people don't know about you. It's the quickest way to reach the most amount of people without spending any money on advertising. So I'm super excited to pre-launch, and I say pre-launch because it's not created yet. I wanna create it with you. I wanna know your wants, your needs, your specific concerns, your objections, because again, I'm seeing this from a reporter anchor point of view. I'm also seeing it from a business owner point of view, but I'm not afraid of TV, and I know a lot of people are. That's why I wanna create it with you as a founding member. If you need some more information, please check out the show notes of this episode. And I hope to see you in TV in five days. One last time, remember to use that coupon code FOUNDING to get $100 off. TV in five days is available for just $2.97 as a founding member. And if you have any questions, please reach out to me on social. I'm on Instagram and I am on Twitter at Christina All Day. And I am happy to chat with you. That is it for this episode of the Become a Media Maven podcast. Again, Tracy, thank you so much. You rock my world. And I will see you next week on the next episode.